listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. To his clients, he's Dr. Fabian Rivers. But to those who know him on social media, he's known as the founder of Dreddy Vet. He was also the 2020 winner of the British Veterinary Association Young Vet of the Year Award. And he's also a multi-talented veterinary surgeon who specializes in exotics and small animals. Of course, to the creature he serves, he is much more than that. Dr. Fabian Rivers is also a fierce advocate. When it comes to animal welfare and rights, he uses his passion, education, and experience as a freelance journalist to bring up, as a freelance journalist to bring to light issues in the pet parenthood community and beyond. I'm so excited to introduce you today, Dr. Fabian, and he's going to share with us why curiosity is so important in our line of work and tell us why it's important to find purpose in life. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fabian. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, the Dreddy Vet, like when I when I saw the handle, I was thinking that's sort of like, oh, you dread to go to the vet. Like I'm dreading to go to the vet. And I thought it would be like a person who's posting video, like things about how like, oh, no, it's another patient, you know, like Dreddy Vet. But it's dreadlocks, right? It is dreadlocks. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's something that I made many years ago, my first year of uni. So, um, yeah. And it. It's it's built from there for sure. Yeah, it's it almost because I was thinking dready vet, and I can see this cartoon. It's like wah wah wah, another patient wah wah wah. You know, <laughs> I'm dreading. You know, like it's Monday wah wah wah. <laughs> I gotta do a pyometra surgery wah wah. wah. <laughs> uh, it's 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 funny because it's um. It was actually based off a uh, a tennis player. He's called Dreddy Tennis. I think he's American, also Jamaican as well, or German and Jamaican. Yeah, it was a tennis player, and he was he's famously known as Dreddy Tennis. And basically, I liked him because even though it was like these are my dreadlocks, he never spoke about them. He was always playing tennis or talking about other things. And I like the idea of having locks as like a feature without it being the whole part of the conversation. So. That's how it started, really. Okay. Yeah, because your feet's very positive. Like, you're smiling. You're sm- it's not like you're like, mm. So that if anyone thought, it might have been <laughs> because you were like, what is that? Like a Dow- like a Debbie Downer or something? But it's not. You're the opposite. You're up and happy and excited. I have a friend, and she has, like, she's probably not very oh she's right here if you can see behind me she's got really long hair right she's an she she was an equine surgeon and so 
she has hair way down to her hips. So I was like, I've always wondered, because she didn't cut her hair. Like, what does she do? And one time I saw her and she had this, she had this giant, look like a mushroom cap to get all of her hair in. Do you have to do that with your hair when you do surgery? Not well, kind of, but not in the same way. I bought actually from the US, actually. There's some special kind of um, you know, head covers that have a special compartment at the back for my hair because it's obviously quite heavy. I can't like ball it up. So um, I had to, I had to basically import my uh, my um, uh, head caps from the US. So some special, some special ones. So it it's effectively it looks normal at the front, completely blue, normal scrub uh, material, and then there's like an extra compartment at the back for my. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great, and I know they have things for beards too, because you have to you know cover every surface. I guess it's like more of those neck beards, you know, the longer beards. You'd probably have to get one of those, like made for that so wow I, I would look ridiculous my mom would also not approve of me having a beard much longer than the one i have at the moment every every time i see her she's like you need to cut your beard please please do something about this whatever this is stop it it looks good it looks good and it's winter time it keeps you warm it does keep me warm but it also has a um high chance of uh collecting food occasionally so there's been times where i've eaten something like avocado and then you know an hour later Someone's come up to me and said, just, just, it just there. There's a little bit of green. And that's always not a good start to a conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you went for an interview or something and you had like avocado, like maybe some guacamole or something and you're talking and it like someone just stared at your chin. Yeah. You got to get a little compact mirror and carry it around and clean in a little beard cleaner. So where did you go? I know I love it when you guys call school, like we call it college, but you call it uni, right? Or is uni's not high school, right? Uni is. What do you call what do you call high school like A levels or something? Well, it depends because we have high schools, but they're technically the age is between sixteen and eighteen only. Yeah, we tend to call it sixth form. <laughs> Are you serious? I've never heard that term before. All I know about high school in England is um, from Skins, and I know they were talking about someone was going to like one of them was going to uni. <laughs> Most of them ended up dead or drugged out. But um, the one that was going, she was talking about uni, but then someone was talking about A-levels. So what's an A-level? So an A-level is, again, is what you start at sixth form or college. And yeah, so high school is 16 to 18. College is 16 to 18. Sixth form is 16 to 18. They're all different forms of the same thing, basically. You know, this is crazy. This is crazy. So how do you know which, which class you're in? How do you know if you're in an A-form or a college? then you'll have your own forms within your sixth form. So you'll be in a form, you'll have a form tutor and you'll be, I don't know, you'll be in, I don't know, 12B will be your form, but you'll actually, there's the whole school establishment will be called a sixth form. Is this in one building or do you have like four different buildings? Depends. I guess it depends on the campus. Well, how many soccer teams are there per school? If you have a college, a sixth form and an A-level, how many soccer teams do they have? Is it, and then what's their mascot? But they're all different. So that you don't have a sixth form in a high school and a college at the same time. That would be ridiculous, right? <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Because everyone is 16 to 18. It wouldn't make any sense at all. No, it depends. But again, like the sports teams, whatever it is, it's usually you haven't maybe an A, B, a team and a B. It depends how many people go to the, the, the school at that particular point. So it is confusing because it's only when I got to sixth form, which I would say is traditionally seen as like, 
the posher version of that 16 to 8. Oh, the classy one. The classy one is sixth form. So like Kate Middleton went to sixth form for sure, right? Almost definitely. Yeah, 100%. Almost definitely. Okay. But then like, let me think of someone trashy from England. It's hard to think of someone trashy from England. Who's trashy from England? I don't even know. So someone, let's say, let's say David Beckham is a really good example of someone who if... Was he trashy? As a young kid, he comes from a uh, a working class background, shall we say. So if so if you're from a working class background, you have a higher chance of going to a college. Okay, so he went to a college. Kate uh, Middleton went to a sixth form. And a high school somewhere in between. So a high school is probably traditionally a little bit lower than a sixth form, but only by a small margin. So no one really says, oh, you went to a high school, you went to a bad school. You know, it's not really that. So sixth form tends to be the traditional version. High school's pretty new. And then a college tends to be where you do more vocational things. So like if you're going to do, I don't know, learning to plumb, entry to plumbing, for example, or whatever, you're much more likely to see that at college. Or like, I don't know, something like typically like hair and beauty sciences, you're more likely to see that at college. Whereas you have your more core subjects at sixth forms in high school. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hold that thought. We've got to go to commercial break and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with VetCandy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS app store today. Okay, okay. So David Beckham's not, he's not like a trade school guy. He's just trashy. <laughs> no one said that. I was saying that someone like David Beckham may have a higher chance of doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because, you know, you guys don't let us know about any of those trashy people. Oh, what about that girl? I forget her name. She was always dating people and she was on camera crying all the time. Really, Jordan. She had two different names. Katie Price. Kate Price, yeah. She had the Jordan was her alter ego. Would she have gone to college? A level or six? What she would have that's a college that that's a, it's without being disparaging to the hair and beauty babes out there, it's a hair and beauty you know, college experience for Kate Price. Oh yeah, I loved her though. The interesting thing about America is that if someone came from England and said they were in college. And they came here, we'd be like, whoa, you were, you're a college person. That's like the highest level. We go to high school, you know, and it's depending on where you go, it's usually 16 to 18. And then we go to college. And then even vet school is called college. We don't call it grad school. And then you guys, like, so when you went to uni, you did like, you did like sort of, we call it undergrad. So you did sort of like undergrad and vet school at the same time at a uni thing. Okay. And you had to take tests to even be able to do it, right? Did you have to interview for the schools or they just took you on the numbers? So what they do is your A-levels are your primary grades. And then for for vet uni, typically you have to do a supplementary test on top of being quote unquote excellent for your A-level grades, basically. So 
I had really good A-level grades, but then I had to do another test, which it's like a version of an IQ test. To then, and then also alongside that, I had to do an interview to get in. So I, I studied abroad, though. So I studied in the Czech Republic. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. So I studied abroad because I had the opportunity to study in the UK. I actually got an offer. But studying in the Czech Republic seemed like a better option. And I wanted to really move away. You know, I was down the road from Prague. I was down the road from Vienna. I was four hours from Budapest. You know, so having that opportunity and being really moving out and living abroad was something that I, I really wanted to do. So because you could let your hair down, right? You didn't have to be all you probably it's I think like a vet school in England would be like going to Hogwarts, right? Everyone wears one of those capey things and carries a wand. I'm sure people think the outside, but it's not. I promise you it's not. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to, to ruin your parade, but honestly, no. <laughs> I have a friend and she's from, I think, Sweden or Finland, but she went to college in Poland and she loved it because the college is, is taught in English. And so she loved it. She had she had such a great time. Was it Wroclaw or Warsaw? Because I had like an opportunity to study at one of those Polish universities as well. But the thing is, the point is, is that that experience is so unique. And I know and a lot of Swedish people, Norwegians, Finns, Germans, Israelis, Italians. I feel like she might have been Norwegian. Yeah, but she loved it. She's the traveling vet student, and I think she graduates this year. She was all over the place. She's like, um, and when I was in school, you went to school. And, you know, every day you went to school. And here she is. She was in Egypt on some kind of horse rescue program one day I think taking the semen sample on Instagram and then like a few weeks later she's hang gliding in Africa saving rhinos I was like does anybody go to school anymore we had to suffer how come you guys are not suffering when she gets out she's just I mean she's already out right she's doing stuff now she's like out of control well she's 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 doing really well like it's funny actually you said that she's she's, she sent me a message the other day because she she's in Bristol now she's in the UK right now and it's not like she's there visiting. She's probably doing something like some kind of 3D printing for feral cat neutering. Not, not, she's not normal. <laughs> she's not normal. <laughs> the speed at which she does things is, is incredible. And it's incredible. What an incredible start to her career as a vet, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to go into it with 100%. Co- I mean, I had no confidence <laughs> at all. I was like pushed into a room and, and I had my white coat on and I thought the word fraud was like over my head and nobody would take me seriously. And I had no idea what I was doing. Everybody was too busy. And I just had pulled out my Merc manual and I would like try to go, hmm, you know, try to look smart. I'd wear like fake glasses and I'd come back and look at my Merc book. It was awful. But I thought, yeah, at least she's like everywhere. So are you ready to play the game 21 questions now that we got those technicalities out of the way? Let's do it. I'm ready. First question. Okay. Do you know that your guy, Harry Styles, won the Grammy a couple days ago? Yes. Like, do you think it should be Harry or should it have been Beyonce, like the fans were saying? It's clearly Beyonce. Clearly. Like, well done, Harry. Like, fair enough. But, like, there's there's a clear, there's, it was clear. Like, it's easy for me. <laughs> Yeah, although, I mean, I love Harry Styles. He is so talented. I was watching a show the other day, and it's called um, The Policeman. And I was like, at the end of the show, I realized it was Harry Styles. I cannot believe that. But yeah, he's so talented. But I I felt sorry for him. You know, I apologize on behalf of America 
because everybody was rude. But I don't know. Like, you know, I don't I mean, it seems like they had too many great people and great albums up against each other. I feel like everybody should have. I mean, could they not have had a tie? Because his album was great. Her album was great. You know, I don't know. But I had to I had to ask you that. Next question. Did you read the book The Spare? I did not. I've heard a ton. It's such a big thing. I've heard so many excerpts. I feel like I've read it. Put it that way. <laughs> um, did you? Ha- so you had had no desire to read it. It's. You know what it is. That before it even came out, there was so much. There was the Netflix documentary, and I saw bits of that. It leaked in Spain, and then all the excerpts and the audiobook came out, and that was all over social media. So by the I felt like by virtue of being on social media, I semi-ruined the juicy parts of the book already, basically. <laughs> so I just felt like, I'm, it's like, you see, when you see a trailer and you know you've seen all the good bits. It's like, why well, watch the movie? Yeah. <laughs> and so the next question is, Team Harry or Team Will? They don't even call him Wills anymore, do they? No, it's uh, it's Team Harry. If I had to choose, it's it's team, it's definitely team Harry. You know what it is? I'm all I'm team not pro-monarchy. I'm team not monarchy. That's the thing. And I feel like with the way they treated Megan and Harry, I felt it was a serious problem. But that in itself, I feel like how Megan and Harry carried it out, it didn't seem like they were standing up to the monarchy or anything like that. What they were doing was saying, well, we weren't treated fairly. And I felt like they missed a trick like with that, to be honest with you. So um, I'm team Harry by by virtue of not wanting to be the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the monarchy is really nervous because, you know, next thing you know, you're going to be just like us, right? Without <laughs> English speaking, without kings and queens. And we're super trashy. We will all be in college here. All of us. We are your worst English, worst nightmare. Because if we, if America went to England, we would all be in college. There's a book I read and it's called White Trash. And it was written about how America was created. Did you know that? What you guys did is you got rid of the, they called them trash. Um, you put them on a boat and sent them over here. And then now we run the country. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you on behalf of my ancestors. The most powerful country in the world as well. So yeah. Yeah, we're scrappy. We're scrappy. We're very scrappy. Nobody would make it to this. Is it called sixth form? None of us would be in, like even the most poshest person in America would not be in the sixth form. Yeah, we would not have made it. Yeah. So we had, we had to be scrappy. You just took us, threw us away, you know, Carried on with your your monarchy and stuff. It's very British. We did the same with Australia. Like this is the exact same thing. But no, you know, nobody really talks. They, I think they they always say they were criminals, and we probably were too. But I guess we have a better PR agency. Uh, but Australia is like, I don't care for criminals, do they? They don't care. They're really tough, right? When it comes down to it, yeah, they're, they're even scrappier than we were. They definitely would not be at this was the sixth form. No, Australians, no. The, the PR team working for the US is pretty is pretty strong. It's that, Card- it's that Kardashian PR team, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of class. Okay, cool. Next question. What's the most embarrassing thing that you've ever done? Oh, my word. I phone called someone. Okay, so, you know, sometimes you, you have to, like, call people and have people get really, really upset about the sex of their animal. 
Oh yeah, we had to call. Uh, yeah, I had to once. I had a cat named Princess that was had testicles, and I had to call this person. This is a guy who definitely would not be in the sixth form, and he was really upset about it. Yeah, I've 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 recently had a uh, um, a a phone call. I, I say embarrassing, but it was basically it was this, it was a, it was a bird, and the bird bless was called Megatron, but I had to share. <laughs> And I had to. I had a half an hour phone call discussing Megatron's blood results and talking through things. And the reason why it was embarrassing, it wasn't the contents of the conversation. It was the fact that the whole nursing team had come into my room to listen to me talk to Megatron's owners um, for half an hour about issues and spent the whole time in stitches. So there's a video recording somewhere of me discussing liver results for Megatron whilst there's a group of like four or five women, my nurse team laughing at me, brilliant. So yeah, fantastic. Oh, that's hilarious. So, oh, that's hilarious. So, I mean, I mean, I have, uh, actually I have two budgies and I don't, I always thought one was a boy and one was a girl. I don't think I would be upset if, you know, they were both boys. I mean, I wonder why they were so upset. I mean, were they upset that it wasn't what they thought it was? No, it was it, the, the issue was is that we we were talking about trying to find out what the sex was, and the, the blood results had shown some signs of that one was a female. The real issue was that was that we, I kept changing between saying he or she, and so ultimately it was just this long conversation. And, and again, Megatron is is clearly is clearly gender neutral in this particular case. So everything together was just very ridiculous. But there's a video of me. Um, discussing that oh so you're trying to like scramble trying you can't remember which one it is and then you look like so the guy's like on the other end is like what's wrong with this guy right he she they it was a long conversation so yeah that is very odd (laughs) so is there a video about that somewhere or just an audio transcript there is there is somewhere within the internet's world somewhere there is a video i have to get you a copy Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. Next question. And I think you're going to be good on this one. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Okay. I, I'm going to say it's spontaneous. When I was 18, I was in um, South Africa for eight weeks working with African penguins, right? It's like work experience. That was really cool. Was, and, and, and basically every week I would do all the, my basic things. And I had two days off, like a weekend off every week. And one time I was staying with a, a friend who was also doing the same thing as me. And at nine o'clock in the morning, we had nothing planned. And we're thinking what to do. And um, by 10.30, we booked the same day to jump out of a plane. By one o'clock, we'd already jumped out of the plane. So from nine to one, there had been this, we're not doing anything to, we're jumping out of a plane escalation. And I feel like that was being 18 and not, really contextualizing what jumping out of a plane was until you're, you know, (laughs) in the air or jumping out of a plane or looking outside of a plane thinking, wait a minute, I didn't really think this through. Maybe we could talk about this and then just ending up outside the plane. And then, so, so, (laughs) yeah, let's let's just, do I really want to do this? No, I've already paid my deposit. (laughs) So, yeah, that was, that's definitely up there for sure. Okay, I hate to stop you here. I feel so bad, but let's stop right here. Keep your thoughts and let's go to a commercial break and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. 
Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso. Do you want to keep up with everything Vet Matt? Then check out my show on Vet Candy TV. We talk about clinical updates, science news, plus some of the coolest people in our profession. Stream at My Vet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. Yeah, you know, we've had several people say um, jumping out of airplanes was their big spontaneous thing as well. And they were telling me that um, I thought you had an option, but they said you're tandem and you just like, no matter what you want to do, you're going out the plane, right? The person just gra- like sort of flings you out of the plane. Is that what you were experiencing in England where it's very classy? What? I was in South Africa. So that was the thing. Oh, South Africa. Oh, yeah. Then they would have been just throwing you out the window, right? Were you tandem? Yeah, but the orientation was no longer than 20 minutes. So at no point did I really think what was going to happen. And also on top of it, I'm, I'm, I'm quite tall. Like I'm, I'm six foot four. And the person attached to my back was no bigger than five foot five. So then it already looked ridiculous. Was he on my back or was I attached to his front? And then so you're in this tiny plane and I could barely get my legs out of the window because it is absolutely tiny. So that was just, there's me and my long levers hanging out the side of a plane. And, and I'm just looking down and thinking, this is a terrible idea on so many levels. My mom was obviously happy because I told her about it at 11. I told her at 11 and she still was like, look, she was never going to give me permission, but it's always nice to have your parents on board, right? Especially your mom. Well, by the time she'd really kind of come to terms with it, it already happened. Oh, okay, okay. Because, uh, I, I mean, if she's that obsessed about your beard, I feel like she would have been like, no, instantly. So you must have caught her off guard. And I was only at the end of sixth form then as well. Okay. Oh, sixth form. You and Kate Middleton in South Africa. Yeah, having tea with the, the queen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, next question. What is your biggest regret i don't want to be one of those smarmy answers where it's like i don't regret anything you can say you know a lot of people say that okay i'm gonna say i don't regret something but i'm trying to find something that is the closest to what i feel would be regret when i was in uni the first couple of years i really was so committed to the idea of like i need to like do well like i worked my butt cheeks off basically and i wish i just paused and said look as long as you're getting through things Go and do something else. Like, go and, like, travel a little bit more. Go and, and I feel like, because university, college, whatever, is, it like, once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I wish I'd just been a little bit more proactive in the, the balance between uni and actual life. Because for the first two, three years, I was just like, work, 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 work. Well, that's a good thing to regret. Yeah, because, you know, looking back now, you could have worked to do what you had to do, but then you could have had more fun and jumped out of more airplanes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although when I jumped out of the plane, I realized halfway down, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> it would have been like a funeral and like a heart attack at the same time. I'm so terrified of heights. I would have just, I don't know, just would have died right there. Well, if you paid your deposit and you had your 20 minute orientation. I would let him keep the deposit. <laughs> I would. I would. I can't. I mean, I can't even go on a ski lift without. I was. Oh, well, the guy I married, we were dating and we went skiing and we're not even we're in New Jersey and New Jersey doesn't have very high mountains. We're going up the ski lift and I'm like crouching down saying, please, Jesus, let me live. Please, Jesus, let me live all the way to the top. It was it was like the slowest 
thing. It's uh, the only way I can make it is doing that. I had to crouch down in front of everybody, not just him, but he still married me. So uh, yeah, planes is probably not you know where we're going to lead you in life. Definitely not. Yeah, I'm just I don't know, but I looked it up. Um, acrophobia. They say you're not really scared of heights. You're scared that your body is going to just spontaneous fling itself off of something. So that's why you're scared. And it made sense when I finally figured that out. Because I could see, like, I could just see myself accidentally falling out or whatever. Or, you know, I don't know. It's just this weird thing. It's weird. I'm like that on cliffs. If I have to think about it and it's still, I don't trust my own legs. So edges and ledges, I I completely get. But when it's so much adrenaline and things like that, I don't really think about it. But Walking on the edge of like a cliff is, is not, yeah, no, absolutely not. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Anything. A hill. <laughs> Me. A ladder. I mean, seriously, I get nervous on ladders. Okay. Next question. If you had a dream day where you could do anything you wanted to do anywhere with anybody for, it could be any place on the earth, unlimited budget, what would you do? Where would you go and who would go with you? I'd probably go to like French Polynesia, like Bora Bora, or one of those like dream blue water out there, like Pacific like islands, something like that. Let's start there. I'd wake up, you know, those those villas that are on the sea. I'd have some fresh fruit brought in, lots of mangoes, pineapple, pomegranate. Um, and I'd probably, you know, I'd, I want to go. I'd go with my partner. I'd bring the dog as well, and uh, although he probably wouldn't like it, <laughs> he's a very cantankerous old chap. But we'll take him along anyway. No one else is on this island. What's well, unlimited budget, so you could fly in, you know, in luxury? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, he'd have his first class seat as well. Yeah. So then I w- then we get up. I probably sounds ridiculous. We go and work out in the morning, and then have a second breakfast, and probably go in. <laughs> I'm making the most of this budget. And then I'd go and, you know, possibly sit in a sauna for a little bit and then go to the jacuzzi, have a massage, eat some more, go for a walk, read a book, eat some more, maybe, I don't know, watch one of my favorite films, I don't know, Rush Hour 2, something classic, something friendly, something comfortable. And then, I don't know, I'd probably, I don't know, it's a dinner, dinner by the beach, the music. And then out of nowhere, there'd be a dance floor and then be some kind of dance hall music and, and then hit some hip hop and some old... It's like a nightclub. All these people show up and they're dancing, right? Exactly. And I'd, I'd be the only person in VIP with my, with my dog and my partner. Um, it'd just be us three. You know, another massage for more food. And then that would be it, really. And everything would be a perfect temperature, 25 Celsius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 25 degrees Celsius. What is the food? Like what's your, like for your final meal, what food would be there? So I'm vegan. So I'm, I'm, I, it's taken me this long to mention it. So I'm vegan. So. Okay. It has, cause I was seeing you surrounded by like all kinds of seafood and stuff. Historically, historically, like six, seven years ago, most definitely. But now it's all plant-based, darling. It's all plant-based. Well, that's good. There's a place in New Jersey that makes, it's called Veggie Heaven. It's in Montclair, New Jersey. And there might be another one. They have this shrimp and it looks like shrimp. They have duck. It looks just like duck, but it's vegan. It's crazy. So you could have something like that where it looks like shrimp. It almost tastes like shrimp, but it's vegan. 
You could be surrounded. So I'd have my mom's curry goat, but vegan friendly. So like vegan curry goat, unga peas and rice, some plantain on the side, a nice smoothie with ginger, with pineapple. That's what it's called. Mango ginger. Do you like that one? Yeah. So that. Is your mom from the Caribbean? Yeah. My heritage is Jamaican, Cuban, Indian and British. Wow, what a great mix. Oh my gosh, like food-wise, wow. So I've never seen vegan goat, but I have goats and I have had myself some goat curry, but not since I've had goats. I would never do that. But um, I don't know if they could make it. I've had vegan curry goat. There's, there, were, they used, there used to be a fantastic West Indian Jamaican place in particular that was purely vegan. And the chef, who I still in contact with, obviously, because I, I found her, I hounded her down and said, don't you ever leave my life, ever. She makes incredible alternative curry goat meat, basically. Being from a mixed background, it tastes so similar as well to, to what I grew up on. So I'd, I'd have that, most definitely. Just easy. That's an easy, easy question. Wow. That sounds so good. And have like, I love goats and I will never eat a goat. And we have... I do eat ham once in a while, but I shouldn't. And I, I don't want to because we actually have pig pets, too. That pigs have had, you know, speaking of like America having a good PR about us having just people coming over here. But um, pigs, they are, you know, everyone says like somebody is messy, eat like a pig. You know, pigs are dirty. You think of that. My pigs are like the cleanest. They are so clean. They're cleaner than my children. They eat like they're in England eating with the queen every day. No matter if it's slop. They've got class, 100%. They are not dirty. They are like, I mean, in the summer, they do roll in the mud. But they're the cleanest. They they poop and pee in a certain area. They used to poop and pee in a litter box until they got too big. But I don't want to eat pigs anymore either because I feel like, you know, I don't want to eat them. Yeah, but I'll tell you, we have turkeys. Now we eat turkey because turkeys are horrible. They're a meat. Well, the boy turkeys are. This We have a boy turkey, and he is like an evil bastard. He follows people around and like flogs them and stuff. And he's always attacking like the rooster. And he's just like, he's got a problem. He drives me crazy. I've never seen a well-mannered male turkey, to be honest with you. And I've, I've seen enough. Yeah, when he was little, he'd follow me around. I thought he'd love me. He was practicing to kill me later. He was, he's like mean. But the girls are sweet. Like the girl turkeys are really sweet. I don't know. Like I don't have a problem eating turkey at all. And, you know, we have chickens. We don't eat them. And we don't eat our turkeys either. I don't mind eating someone else's turkey. But I wouldn't eat our own chickens either. But we do we do eat their eggs, especially now eggs here are like $8 a dozen. I've heard it's 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 an issue. It's all over social media. Same in the UK. I know there's an issue as well, but I don't obviously don't have an issue because I don't eat eggs anyway. So <laughs> yeah. So with our chickens, they quit hatching or they quit laying eggs in the winter because the it's darker. But they started laying eggs. But um, I don't know. We we tried to go vegan. We actually really tried, but it's just I, we couldn't find anything that you know our brains couldn't fool us into thinking it was meat. But we do try to eat more plant based for sure. We definitely don't eat beef, but but I, I admire you. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and you have like plantains, like platanos. Um, those are good. But we use like sour cream, so you'd have to use the vegan sour cream. Do you use? Is it called crema? Do you use crema? Yeah. The thing is, is that. Like going plant-based or being vegan, whatever. The hardest part is finding 
really because you grow when you grow up with meat or fish or whatever you know what your go-to tasty easy quick meals are like so often like oh, i can rustle this up or should we just have that should we have this i know how to cook it it takes me 10 15 minutes i know where to go blah blah, blah. and being vegan just it's it's the hard work is relearning your go-to things but uh, and once you've got that it's really so easy but that it's just have, it's that initial start point but um there's so many great alternative meats now. Like if you're happy to pay a little bit more, because um, it can be expensive for the alternative meats, but if you're happy to pay more, I, I've, I don't feel like I've lost anything at all. And I'm a better cook now, to be honest. <laughs> oh, really? There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with tofu. There's seitan, seitan. And then there's that we have in the United States, it's called, I think it's called the ultimate burger. Like Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat. Yes, Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat, yeah, yeah. They said they're going to rebrand their name or something. Yeah, there was something I liked. They had this chicken patty that almost tastes like chicken when it's hot, and you had to eat it fast. Uh, we do try to eat more plant-based, though. You know, we do. It's You know, it's healthier for sure. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. No, it definitely is hard. And I, I have to remember that I went from eating everything like I mean everything like if it, if it was on the side of a road for too long I'd look at it in a different way do you know what I mean so I went from that to eating just white meat to fish only to vegetarian to vegan so it, it took me four years to make that track and I went and I went for the process and it was all at uni yeah we did it we just went overnight we decided when you know board said from today on we're going vegan and I got all this vegan stuff and Hey, we should have done it your way. It didn't work. We were doing it for like a like probably like six weeks, and then just couldn't eat it anymore. Yeah, yeah, and it's exp and it shouldn't be expensive, but it's a lot more expensive than eating. You know, I think it's it's easy. It's cheaper to eat unhealthy food than it is to eat healthy food, and it shouldn't be that way. Then they want you to. I think that's the thing. If you're looking to go vegan to have one to one like lasagna or chicken burgers and things like that, then it will be more expensive. But if you're open to trying new things and you're willing to kind of like grit and bear with that a little bit once you relearn, it's actually cheaper because obviously chickpeas or black beans or tofu and things like that, those things per kilogram or per hundred grams, or whatever, are always cheaper. But you have to do the work really. And that's, it's, it's hard. You have to do something to it. Like, I'm not the prepared. I was getting a lot of prepared meals because I can't cook. I have this like block of tofu and I'm like challenging myself. Like, what am I going to do to it? You know what I had? It was really good was uh, curry tofu salad, but I don't think I have any curry. I probably should go get curry and mix it together. It was so good. I went to this place in um, Illinois and they used to make these huge sandwiches and it was just like, like two or three inches of that tofu curry. It was so good. And it's so healthy other than, I guess, eating a big thing of bread, but it's really good. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe today I will go get curry sauce because our curry powder and mix it up because that stuff was so good. And you put little like onions in it and celery. It's really good. Now I'm getting really hungry. I'm getting very hungry. Okay. Next question. What do you wish that you were really good at that you're not very good at now? It could be anything. It could be sports. It could be music. It could be whatever. Sometimes when I'm in the shower, I think I'm Whitney Houston. But when it, com when it comes down to when the chips are down, uh, I sound like a distressed cat on a Friday afternoon. That's kind of the vocal range. One time, no, true story. One time, you know, on YouTube, you can do like these range testers and you like, you hum a note. 
Where was the range? I, I, there was no range. The range was missing. It was absent. It, it was rough. It was like, hum this tone, hum this tone, hum this tone. And within two tones, I was out. I was like, nope, I can't hold this. And, and I think, yeah. And then they banned me. My FBI agent t- dialed into my computer and said, look, you need to stop. Like, this is too much. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hold that thought. We've got to go to commercial break. And we'll be right back. So stay tuned. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. Did you know that there's like scientific music for cats that's made just for cats, and there's some that's made just for dogs? Dogs can't hear cat music because it makes them crazy but cats can hear dog music. Um, But the cat music, we actually made a video for cats with the Zounds cat music. I guess if I was in the dancing mood, it'd be perfect. But if you're trying to like, I'll try to work and I'll have, they'll have Zounds for cats on for my cat. I'm like freaking out. I don't know what to do. It's, it's like electronica. So maybe you should be singing cat music. If you've got like a weird tone and you sound like a screaming cat, I think that might be a, a gap in the market that I need to lean into because currently uh, human level music is is not is not where I'm situated very well at the moment. No. Yeah, yeah, cats like music that's it's like electronica. It's got weird beats and these weird tones. Like I'll turn it on and my cat comes in, but you know how cats are. She's not going to be like, yeah. So she comes in and she sits there and she just sits and turns her head away from me. And just sits there and listens to it. I can see her ears listening to it. But my dog will leave. Like when I turn on cat music, he leaves. And he's like clingy. Yeah. But if I turn on dog music, he'll come back and he'll go to sleep. That's hilarious. Well, maybe I need, I, I need to import with my dog because uh, he's very clingy as well. He'll love this music. It's like, and I like it. It's it's like the the dog music, I think people also, it makes them stress-free. And I think it works on, it's like, I like listening to it when I work. I'll put on the dog music. I saw something that that was like dogs like like reggae or classical apparently or something like that. But that's is that something else? Actually, that is a myth. Uh, it's it's not that they like certain genres with dogs. They like different genres, but it has to have certain tones and a certain beat. But it could be it could be gospel, classical, reggae, anything. But it has to have these like scientifically proven tones and stuff. It's weird. But yeah, I used to think that too, because um, on Amazon they have like music for dogs and it's classical music, but it's not scientifically proven. But the one, the Zounds one is proven and you, you can see it happening. Like my dog comes in, well, he's always in, but he'll just like go to sleep, you know, and he's like real calm. The cat doesn't mind dog music at all. Like she doesn't, she's not like into it. She does like the cat music, which is, more like it's like space music it sounds like she's in space so which makes me think cats are aliens okay ready for your next question what 
is the strangest thing in your closet? Okay. Um, the strangest thing in my closet is a full-scale um, Banana Man um, outfit. There is a story behind that before anyone fills any gaps. Um, oh, and, and guess what? I know one thing about England. You don't have Halloween. You just don't really celebrate like we do. So it is not a Halloween costume. Well, okay. It kind of is, but it wasn't bought for that. I didn't buy it. Okay. I've done some TV work for children's TV. And part of one of the skits for this children's TV is I was Bunny Man. But the easiest way to like refix the name on the front of a, of a suit was Banana Man. So... I have um, a full-scale superhero outfit, which has got, which has basically got Bunny Man on it, effectively. It's Bunny Man, but it's a banana. It's a, no, what, it's, a, it's it's a Banana Man suit. It's like yellow green, but they've turned it into Bunny Man suit. But they took like a banana suit and then they put ears on it. Effectively, long story short, but it's it's still if within you take away the bunny ears, you take away the the, the bunny that's attached to the bee on the. It's just a Banana Man suit, effectively. It's the banana man. Okay. But you were you were not the banana man. You were the bunny man. <laughs> what did your mom think about that one? Well, when the uh, episode was on air, I um, conveniently forgot to tell her. So um, we'll never know. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> we'll never know. Oh, we'll know. You will know. Yes, you will know. Okay, cool. Next question. There's a time machine right here. You can go anywhere in time, in the past and the future. Where would you go and what would you do? I don't know. In British culture, going back to the early 90s was a really good time for like British culture because it was like a really good party scene and everyone was like a lot more like, it was a lot more calm. It was like, less like commercial, but if I, well, the other side would be like the 60s. But again, the 60s is, a, is an interesting time for someone who's black, <laughs> as you can imagine. Culturally, I'm thinking all these fun times in the past, but... It, Myself, I'm thinking, mm, do I really want to do that? But the, the future's looking uh, relatively interesting for most of us anyway. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the early 90s in the UK. And I would probably, you know, would just be around like the party scene, uh, you know, in, in you know, because around that time it was great. Like people would have these huge warehouses and like you'd, a party would pop up three hours before and all your mates would go and my, my my dad used to tell me about how great it was back then because it was just it was just free you just fell into it you just kind of like yeah we're going to this thing so I've always thought that was a cool time to be honest with you so it's like sort of like back to the future but in the 90s so you go back and you see your mom she's wearing a mini skirt and her hair's real big and your dad's trying to put he's trying to snog is it called snog she's trying to he's trying to snog your mom your mom and like you can't break it up because if you do, you won't be born. Yeah, so they're going to be like dancing all like, you know, bumping into each other and snogging. And you're like, time, time machine out, out, <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, but you can't do anything because like you do one false move and you'd like disappear. You start dissolving. I'd just be somewhere else. How about that? Let's let's be somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> OK, next question. What is the last show you binge watched? Breaking Bad because I didn't watch it originally and I, the, when it first came out I, I hated the first season so much so that by the fifth episode I think there's like six or seven episodes in the first season by the fifth episode I was like I'm not watching this 
and recently it's come it's on netflix it's on netflix again and i was like let me just fight through this first season because everyone's spoken about it it's the greatest season of all time and i again was struggling on episode four and i spoke to someone at work about it and he said the first season is terrible for, for all intents and purposes i love the first season i love the first season but it, it's weird Hated it. it was. It, I don't know. There was just something so stiff, and I didn't didn't like it. Yeah, but you see the metamorphosis of Walter White turning into a really bad. He's like the nicest guy on earth. You know, he's like just people overlook him, and he goes from that to being like the baddest guy in the like on the planet. It didn't click for me. It didn't hit or tickle the boxes. It was okay. It was watchable the first season, and then second season onwards was great. I'm nearly coming to the, I'm on like three episodes before the final season finishes. And minus the, the, the thousands of arguments between Walt and Jesse, which has, is, is upsetting because there's always some conflict. Apart from that, it's been great. So that I've really binge watched that um, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I saw it before, not when it came out, but I saw a bridge. I watched it once and then I recently just binge watched it. And I don't know. It's just like incredible. Like, I think it's like one of the the best shows. And um, Brian Cranston is such a great actor. He was like a comedian. It's a comedian. Exactly. And we knew him from, well, I knew him from Malcolm in the Middle. And I think there's just no way that he's going to be able to separate that because Malcolm in the Middle was iconic for, for, for me for many reasons because I love that TV show. It just, it, it did so well, but he completely owned it. It was so good. He is so talented. Now he's in another show and I tried to watch it, but it's, he's a judge. I think it's called Your Honor. His son accidentally kills a drug lord's son and stuff. And it's just, and he's trying to protect him. Like it's hard for me to watch it, but everybody keeps telling me how great it is. But I don't know. But Breaking Bad is very dark. I remember just watching it. And I tell you, when I got in my car, no matter, I'm like in Connecticut. And I still like, I put like, I hit my locks immediately and look around for somebody with a gun to come up. You know, you get like in that mood when you watch shows like that. You do. You get like, you start, I guess you get more nervous about crazy people. Okay, next question. If you could only hear one song for the rest of your life or one artist, who would it be? The song is easy because if I wanted to listen to a song, I'd need something that I could enjoy listening to actively, but also could be in the background. So I do Roy Ayers, Everybody Loves the Sunshine would be my song. It's a summer song. It's a relaxed song. It's like a driving song. It's a song that kind of hits everything. Artist is really difficult. A lot of people say Taylor Swift. (laughs) But... Isn't that funny? I don't know if she's popular over there with you guys, but... She's huge, but but, but not in the same way, I would say. I mean, we know it's very much a US. I guess so, yeah, yeah. And maybe it's more girls, like, although um, The Rock loves her too. The last person I talked to, she was saying that every... um, Oh, I know, it was Dr. Adriana. She lives in Miami. And she was saying every, she grew up with Taylor. And when Taylor was breaking up with people and wrote songs about it, she actually, it was like she was breaking up with people. So it felt like she was living her, like singing her, her song track of her life. So, (laughs) but okay, next question. Who is your celebrity crush? I have a guy and a girl. So uh, the girl is Cassie. Growing up, Cassie was everything. But you know what? She's like she's like ultimate girl next door, stunning. Cassie was just was everything growing up. So So who's Cassie? Who's Cassie? 
She's a singer. She sung Me and You. Um, she's just like an R. She was an R&B, but she's a model as well. She makes some pretty, some pretty average music to be honest with me. But it doesn't matter. But she's pretty. That's fine. I remember buying a vinyl of hers for like fifty p from a, a, a charity shop once. Um, so yeah, so Cassie is probably with regards to guy, with Guy. Now it's Mads Mikkelsen. He's an actor. He I'm trying to think what he's in. He was like he was like a James Bond villain. He's Hannibal. He's Hannibal, the TV series Hannibal. Oh, he does play that. I see that all the time. He's so creepy. I love him. Everything he's in is such a great watch. He's my man crush because he's so smooth. He's always playing the smart one. He's always a few steps ahead of someone. Do you know when you like fall in, like you're involved with the character they play. They play it so well that you're just completely invested. Like, for example, like Idris Elba, like really good example of someone who would be like a man crush because they, he, whenever he does... He's like a method actor, right? They're like method actors. Yeah, yeah. I'm always so impressed with, like, Mads Mikkelsen, Idris Elba would be probably too. And with, with Cass, Cassie's just an easy one because I remember growing up and being, like, so, you know, just thinking she was the most beautiful person on the planet. So those, those are the, the two. <laughs> okay, next question. What is the biggest lesson you've ever learned? Like, what would you want to tell your younger self? You are so lucky to be where you are that everything you do is a bonus. I say this a lot, that the odds of being born, the odds of growing up, the odds of being in a stable family to a certain extent, the odds of being able to eat every day, the odds of being able to have access to it, the odds of doing any of these things is so infinitesimally small that all of these are in themselves are almost achievements. And so from where we are now, like me and you having this conversation, it's a bonus. When someone gives you the opportunity to do something like this and talk to you, like what world would we be able to have this opportunity in any other situation? So it's, it's a, everything forward from now, from this moment, this conversation, this great conversation with you is a bonus. And when you're not putting expectations on the outcome or where you need to be or what you need to look like, that actually it creates such a, a greater freeing aspect to your day-to-day existence. There's, there's so little expectation. You just get to be able to enjoy what happens because all the good stuff's already happened. Everything else is a bonus. So that would be... It's a blessing to be able to, to drink clean water, right? It's a blessing to have food and not to be hungry. Yeah, that's true because so many people, they don't have, they don't even have drinking water. They don't have, and when they, and the drinking water they drink is, you know, disgusting. We, like, I got to this age is a miracle and to be able to do it and do it healthily and have all my limbs and you know have my mental health relatively in check you know all these things are huge blessings that i've been gifted with so if it was for in a kind of darker side if it was all to wrap up tomorrow i have really had a huge opportunity to live a very full life and i've got to be blessed for that so everything's a bonus that's the best lesson I've ever heard. That's great. Okay, your final question. If you were a superhero, what would be your superpower? So these ones are always trick questions. And the reason why it's always a trick question is because you don't want to sound creepy. Because the amount of people who said to like, we've asked that question and we're like, okay, I don't know, like a I don't know, gathering the pub or whatever, or a bar. It's like, what's your superhero? And someone said, I'd rather be invisible. And everyone goes, ah, get away from me. I'd like to be able to have super intelligence, even more super intelligence. Because, because the thing is, I'm always so curious about everything. And when I'm fixated and focused on something, I want to know it 
there and then. If I find something interesting, like I really want to be able to like, what's this mean? What's that mean? Read this book. Da, 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 da. So I would just say even more aggressive form of like super intelligence to pick something up straight away because I'm just like, so- Oh, you'd be really fun at a party, I bet. <laughs> Not, oh, here, here comes Dreddyvet. You know, he's going to tell us everything about this, you know, salad, where the salad came from. Yesterday he, he bought a DJ set and now he's DJing for the party. Brilliant. No one needed that, you know. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, just got here. Oh, the party's over. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold it right there. Let's take a break and go to our sponsor and we'll come right back and finish this conversation. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Vet Candy Radio delivers world-class content with engaging voices and inspirational messages curated by a network of top influencers and experts. Stream 24-7 at myvetcandy.com. Well, cool. Well, you survived the 21 questions. If somebody wanted to connect with you, um, I feel like I know you on Instagram. So is that where they go? Yeah, it would be. I'm on Twitter, but I've been off it quite a bit because everything's quite depressing on Twitter. So Instagram is the place to go. So it's it's DreddyVet, but it's D-R-E-A-D-Y Vet. To be honest, if you type in DreddyVet on Google, you'll find everything you need to find. Um, It's probably easier that way. (laughs) Okay. And things you don't want to find, like that audio recording. (laughs) Cool. Well, it was so nice having you on the the show today. Um, Next week, we have on Jack Murray, and he's going to tell us about designing his own pet cages while he's in vet school. He has a business. He's like, he's in his uni. He actually is running a business. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Entrepreneurship to the next level. Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. It's Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.